and welcome to this fourth edition of the Inspired by uh, 2020 Visionary Leadership uh, Chat Series. I'm delighted today to be joined by a good friend of mine, Samantha Kelly, also known as the Tweeting Goddess. Hi, Sam. Hi. Lovely to be here. Thanks a million. It's, it's great to see you. And I've got to know you really well over the last couple of months. And just for those who don't know you, um, I'll be surprised if many don't know you. You're, award, you're an award-winning Twitter expert, the Tweeting Goddess, mm-hmm. acclaimed including in Forbes, social media trainer, uh, author, speaker, and founder of the Women's Inspire Network. So you're you're constantly doing stuff. And I know from our our engagement, I've actually asked you to help me with my social media stuff the last couple of months, and I've seen huge improvement in my confidence, my abilities, um, and also the reaction that I'm getting, right? And so maybe, and that's all down to your help, you know, so maybe let's go back to you and your life. And I know we've had some similar experiences, but it'd be great for the audience to hear a little bit about your life and then how you've ended up getting to where you are today. Okay. Well, first of all, I want to say, you know, I can teach people lots of things, but it's about when the person implements those things. So you've done really a lot yourself. So don't so take some credit for that. I mean, really, um, you know, I, I, I love to show people the power of Twitter in particular, because a lot of people dismiss Twitter as, you know, being a platform where the president hangs out or whatever. But, you know, it's really powerful for building relationships and it's changed my whole life. Um, yeah. You know, like to go back a little bit, um, like when I, like I'm, I'm actually almost 12 years sober on the 1st of June, which is really cool. Yeah. Thanks. So that's really where my whole life changed. Um, yeah. I, 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 you know, I loved, I was a lone parent on social welfare and, you know, I, I got, I got a business idea later on, but it was only after I was sober a while. So I suppose I wouldn't have even taken that step if I hadn't yeah. already been, you know, um, improving myself and caring for myself and, and changing the way I think about things. Yeah. <clears throat> and, um, I think I'm very lucky because a lot of the things that I've learned in my recovery are things that, um, are really important in business. Like, think, 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 Um, you know, data time, this too shall pass, especially now in these times, because it is a really difficult time for a lot of people. And at the moment, really what's important now is um, compassion and giving value and helping others, um, which is hard to do when you have a business and you need to pay bills. But it's something I've always done anyway. And that's what's made me so successful, especially on Twitter, is because, you know, when you help people and you walk the walk, yeah. Um, and you show leadership by doing those things and doing the right things and being kind to others, it really does come back to you. It really does. Um, people are watching and the real top, top leaders are watching and the the the, the, the real people who are leaders uh, appreciate the things that I'm doing and would yeah. be like that themselves, you see. I might, so. I might just butt in there for a second just to say that for those who don't know, I've I, I gave up drink a while ago as well, not quite as long ago as you, Sam, and I'm on exactly the same program, right? And mm-hmm. um, and I'm noticing that as I'm coming towards closer to my own truth, right, I'm starting to tell people my story since January this year, that it, that a more authentic kind of version of me seems to be peeling off, right? And, yeah. and, and, and as you said, the true leaders, the leaders without ego and arrogance, people like Stephen Kelly and Ted Rubin, who you you know, wonderfully connected to me. 
they notice that in people, right? Whereas a lot of yeah. people who are struggling don't notice that and they still live in that kind of all... I think it was Brian Main who I interviewed yesterday was talking about there's two aspects to all of this. There's the ego self and the authentic self. And it's only those people who have been through that rock bottom and come out or who have no ax to grind, who aren't living in ego, they notice the people who live in that authentic selves. And that's you. And I'm, I'm aspiring to that as well. So sorry for the interrupting, but it was important to say all that. Yeah. And I agree with you. You know, like people, look, business is all about people. It's how, about how you treat people. It's about acknowledging people, not ignoring anyone. And I remember when I started my first business, which was Funky Goddess, which was in 2011, I remember feeling so lonely so yeah. lost. I, I never went to college. I didn't do anything business-wise. I didn't even do business studies. And um, I didn't know what I was doing, really. I just actually just taught myself, like, you know, um, just from online. And I discovered this whole world of online, like YouTube videos and stuff that I knew I could, if I put something into search that I could find, you yeah. know, how to do a Facebook page, how to do it. All of it was there for me. Um, yeah. And then I started improving my skills and, and, and honing my skills. But really what it was all about was people. I started chatting to people when the kids yeah. went to bed. Um, I have two girls and when the girls went to bed, I was lonely. So I started talking to people and I started talking to other business owners and asking questions and getting involved in Twitter chats yeah. and stuff. And that's where it all started for me. I didn't realize that I was actually really, really good with people and really good at marketing. Yeah. Um, but marketing really is all about um, showing that you're the expert, showing your expertise, sharing your knowledge, assisting others and um, being, you know, like people copy me all the time, but you know, yeah. I always say to people, you know, you are your USP. People buy from people. But that's really, people that's really. Sorry, just to say, Sam, that's really important because there, there are always going to be people who copy people, right? And, yeah. and I've had it as well. But, but the, but the, the potential buyers out there and supporters and people who are behind you, they know this. They notice this, and the, and the right people will stick with you. And I know it's galling, but, but. I mean, you've got loads of quotes competitors, but 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 I also see that you have huge, authentic, real supporters. So mm. you know what I mean. I, I, I don't, we're, yeah. you, you can't stop people copying you. You just have to be you and, and plow that for well, them. What I do is I always tell people, you know, don't worry about the copycats. Just keep yep. being the best, you know, <laughs> just keep being the best. And how yep. you keep being the best is you keep learning, improving, showing that you are the best, sharing your yep. knowledge, uh, do webinars, show off what you know. And, and when yep. you show off what you know and you show you're the best, that you're going to become the go-to person yep. um, and help others. I mean, I've helped people. I remember I helped people years ago and they would come back to me and say, oh, I remember that time when you said this to me. And I was like, did I? Did I say that to you? Did I say that to that girl? But I'd said something to this girl that inspired her and made her go, do you know what? I'm going to go for this. And if I can do this, anybody can do this. And the lovely thing about social media now is it takes the, the, and nobody can become a somebody. Um, like, like I was, I didn't have any qualifications. I didn't have I didn't feel like I had anything to offer society, especially from my past. And uh, now I'm a really useful member of society. And I like yeah. that feeling. Yeah. I like that feeling of being yeah. able to help others, even if it's just by saying one thing to someone at a conference, that they yeah. remember that. Yeah, yeah. And it happened to me, Bill Yao <clears throat> was... Um, a man who said to me once at a conference, like the lady asked, hands up, what's your biggest challenge or whatever? And I said, am I good enough? It was always something 
am I good enough? Like yeah. that imposter syndrome thing. And I remember when Bill was leaving, he turned around and he went, oh, by the way, Sam, you are good enough. And yeah. That was enough for me, you know, yeah. and, and that really made my, I, I just was stunned, you know, because I wasn't expecting it, but it was yeah. just a simple little word. He said, like a sentence that he sent to me that stuck with me, you know, yeah. and now I'm talking about it now. 11 years later, <laughs> you know? So. Yeah, it's funny, you know, because, I, you know, I come out of the corporate world, right? And, and I, always, I always felt like I had the qualifications and the grades and I did all that stuff, but I never really felt that I fitted in there, right? Mm. I always felt that I was more, more human and I preferred mm. connecting. And so I kind of almost lived a lie, you know, and now I'm moving out of that. I'm still doing that stuff, but I'm doing more authentic stuff and telling my story. It feels a huge relief, you know, and I, and I, yeah. reckon, there's, I reckon there's loads of people out there, mm -hmm. I haven't thought of this before, mm -hmm. who have come from that educated academic background, but equally felt that imposter syndrome because they were living mm -hmm. a lie. You know, I think it's like a big circle. There's all sorts of people and everybody needs help. Everybody in their own way needs help. You know? Well, I remember <clears throat> I worked in the bank years ago and I remember... Um, there was something need a document needed to go somewhere to court case or something. And I remember I got up early and got the extra early bus. Yeah. Went in to make sure that I would have that document ready. And I just did that because it's like, well, they need it before 10 o'clock. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I'll just do that. And yeah. I won an award for someone nominated me for award because they couldn't believe that I had actually gone to the trouble of going in extra early, making sure yeah. that it was there for nine o'clock, not 10 o'clock, yeah. nine o'clock I had it there for. And, but that to me was just normal. I watched my father work really hard. We, we grew up, I was born in Ballymun Flats. Like, yeah. you know, my dad worked, worked really hard to get us to better. Like, and he ended up in a cottage in the countryside, which was a stream. Yeah. So yeah. he showed me from watching him, I could see, well, okay, if you work really hard, you can get what you want, you yeah. know? And, so I remember the um, my peers in the bank at the time uh, weren't too happy with me getting all this attention. They were like, sure, she's just a bank assistant. Um, but like it was actually the top guys, the, the CEOs, and they always used to stop and say, how are you, Sam? And they'd be yapping away to me because I just treated them the same. I didn't actually yeah. bow or anything. I just treated them as humans. And, yeah. and I think I've always had that gift. Um, and I've always had that gift, that compassion and kindness, but I suppose it didn't really bring it out to me till I got better myself and I started believing in the value I had myself. Yeah. You know, there's funny, you know, talking to Stephen Kelly, who was like the ex-CEO of Sage and yeah. talking to Brian Main yesterday, the founder of Goal Mapping and you, we all have very similar backgrounds. Like we all come from mm. class uh, backgrounds. Um, certainly you and I have been through rock bottoms. And, you know, mm. I came from, I was the first person in my family to go to university my dad worked as a salesman in the plastics industry and, and I just, and I was very lucky. I worked hard, you know, and, mm. um, and I think, I think that's a common thing in a lot of entrepreneurs. Forget about the academics. The academics is a nice document to have. The key thing is whether you've got academics or not is irrelevant. I think it's, it's your perspective on your life, your drive, mm. your purpose, and how you want to be perceived and how you want to interact. They're the key things. It's nothing to do with status or documents. It's nice to have them. Um, so that brings me on to the Women's Inspire Network. So it's interesting because I've written stuff about the importance of gender balance in organizations. And coming from a family, you know, I have a wife and two daughters. They're 20 and 21, okay? And then I live with my mum my, my and my grandmother because my parents split up when I was 
12, 11. So I've, I've always lived in that maternal part of the world, you know, and, and for me, it's obvious that business, you know, historically, we've been male oriented because of the church and religion and, and military and economics and politics and business and stuff. But it's clear that gender balance is the key for everything. And I'm not talking about males and females. I'm talking about gender balance in all of us. So um, I think the Women's Inspire Network is so important because of those entrenched biases out there. So maybe talk a little bit about why, how that came about and what are the main aims and purposes of that? Well, I felt, as I said, when I started out, like I felt, I didn't feel like I belonged. I did go to networking events and I just felt, mm, I don't know. <laughs> I used to feel like that at school gates as well, though. So I don't know what that's about. I better look at that. <laughs> but it was just like, I just felt like, hang on, I need to kind of, I need to create something new here. There's something missing here because yeah. I remember going away from these events after getting a child mind or after traveling, blah, 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 and going, what did I learn today? I didn't learn anything today. And I wanted to learn. I wanted to get value. So I said, right, I'm going to create my own network. And I'm going to create a network uh, where we'll help each other and support each other. Because I found that a lot of people were guarded. They wouldn't you yeah. know, um, reach out and help. And I was like, certain people would. And they're the ones who are still in my life at the moment. Yeah. Um, like Bill and Ted and so on and Tony and this and stuff. You know, but um, I would actually... Uh, I just felt I had to create my own tribe, I suppose. Um, yeah. And I just also noticed online, a lot of people had started businesses the same as me. I was 40 when I started my business, right? Yeah. So I'm 49 now, so that was nine years ago. So when I was online, I noticed a lot of the women that were starting businesses actually didn't know how to do Facebook, didn't know how to use Twitter, didn't know how to yeah. attach an email to like, you know, do an email even, you know, because yeah. we didn't grow up with these things. We didn't grow up with Facebook or mobile phones even. Yeah, yeah. So I said, right, there's a little gap here where I could actually show these women how to do all of this stuff and also get other experts in that are good at the stuff I'm not good at. Yeah. and create a whole network of people that can actually, a pool of knowledge where we can help each other, uh, support each other. And also because my followers were growing at this stage, like now I have 52,000 followers, wow. I knew that I could boost them by retweeting them. Yeah, And I knew I had a certain amount of influence on Twitter. Yeah. Um, and that's really how I start and why I started it because I wanted people like me around me. I wanted to be with other people like me so that we could bounce ideas off each other. And, that, and there were humans. That's another thing I noticed was a lot of these small business networks. I, I didn't feel like a human when I was there. Um, I, I felt ignored. Um, I remember one particular one, it was a government agency one actually. And I remember the one that was from the local place here. Um, there were seven women having breakfast, seven women sitting having breakfast. And I was on my own and she knew I was on my own. Yeah. She knew I was a startup. She knew that I didn't know anyone. Yeah. And I sat there on my own and ate breakfast and she didn't invite me over. And I said, I don't want any woman to feel like that or man. Yeah. And so I always, always make sure I keep an eye out for the person who's standing in the corner of the room. And I purposely go over to that person and see how, how they are. Yeah. And a lot of people have come back to me over the years and said, I remember that time you were so kind to me. I was so shy. I was so afraid. I was going to go home. I was going to run out the door. And then you came over. And so it works. And they remember me and they're probably my biggest supporters and cheerleaders now. It's amazing. It's amazing because it just dawns on me that, you know, I, I, 
in my previous early corporate life, I used to say stuff to people, right? More junior people. I was a legal counsel in big multinationals. And and then years later, I would get LinkedIn messages or, or, or whatever mm. thanking me, right? And there's yeah. three or four guys in, in, in Ireland, right? And I, I, half of these things I can't remember, right? And mm. And I think that was in me, right? To help, mm. right? And yet I got, I got so camouflaged and subsumed by my own fears and inadequacies and imposter syndrome that I buried myself into the corporate world and didn't allow the true me to come out. And, and it's funny, you know, you know, working with you the last couple of months, I've just done so much to come out of myself, you know, Twitter live and Facebook and, and YouTube live. And I'm now back on Facebook and I'm using Twitter <laughs> amazingly and Instagram I'm starting and, and programs and this inspire series. And that's mainly all to do with your inspiration. And then, and then I'm sitting here thinking, you know, I can't do it now cause I'm really busy. Right. But, 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 wouldn't it be great for me to start something like you did for all those professional people, right? Who got qualifications and stuff, but felt lost in that system and just want to be yeah. connecting type people, you know? And I think there's millions of us out there. I've met them um, in the legal profession. There are so many lawyers who are just depressed and anxious, you know? And um, so maybe one day, maybe one day, but um, yeah. <laughs> There's so much. Well, I mean, the the thing is as well, like, you know, I remember I knew some girls who like would have tattoos or piercings and they were running a really good, viable business, like, but they didn't, they were like, oh no, I've nothing nice to wear. Come like you are, like, you know, just be yourself. You know, I, I, I'm no, you know, there's no reason why, um, um, you know, like people, it's about humans. It's about making people feel special. I love the Maya D'Angelo, um, yeah. quote, you know, people will always remember how you made them feel. And that's so yeah. true because I remember how people made me feel. I remember leaders sitting down with me and having a cup of tea with me. And yeah. when I wrote my book, I always mentioned those people because I remember them. I remember the yeah. people who, who did see something in me that I didn't see, yeah. you know, and I like to see, sometimes I can see it in other people and they can't see it. And I love that. And that's actually probably my biggest thing that people say they get from my six step program is actually you, you gave me loads of confidence. And I was like, Oh, did I like, and you know, I don't even realize that I'm doing that. Um, but I just truly believe that if you want something, if you can dream it, you can do it. I really do believe that. Yeah. Um, like I always dreamed of having a house by the sea. I, I grew up in Tala and I always dreamed of having a house by the sea. And yeah. now I live, I, and then I got a council house down yeah. here in Rosslare Harbour. So I have my house by the sea. It's only five minutes walk. Like, yeah, so yeah. I did get my dream. Um, so I think if you can dream it, you can do it for sure. Um, and if you want to make it, ha- if you want something to happen, make it happen. Yep. And I did that with Ted Rubin. Uh, you know, I really loved his message. I love what he was saying. I said, how can I get Ted Rubin over here? Like I was going to go over there to see him. Then I went, hang on, why don't I create my own event? So I created the Social Media Summit and I just um, got the sponsorship and we got Ted over and he, he blew the house down. It was amazing. And I knew he would be. And, you know, and that stood to me, um, you know, because I was bringing someone so cool over and then that helped raise my profile, obviously, as well. But now we're friends, you know, and this is someone I was like, he was like my Justin Bieber, you know. (laughs) He's one of the the coolest. Oh, yeah. Ever spoken with. We just had 45 minutes of just fun. You know, he's just, he gets it. And then Stephen Kelly, I mean, 
I, I kind of aspire to be a cross between Stephen Kelly and Ted Rubin. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so in terms of just in terms of the online world, so for those people out there, and I, I'm, I'm going through that process, right? Uh, I think I'm coming through this process now because I'm doing an awful lot, as you said, uh, with your guidance. Mm. For those people who are where I was two months ago, right, who just mm. used G Drive, email, a bit of WhatsApp, but but were scared of mm. social media, scared of mm. doing newsletters and 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 this mm. sort of stuff. What? How would you? And I'm not trying to put you on the spot here, but how would you? What what initial words of advice or support would you give them to get them on that first confidence ladder? Because you must get people like that come to you. Your phone is your best friend. Just press the red button. Yeah. Just do it. You know, I mean, like people say, oh, Twitter, I can't go live on Twitter. You can just go live when you're at the beach, show people the beach, show people the garden, show people, you know, practice, practice, practice. This is about when people buy from people, just remember that. So they're not going to know you unless you show them a little bit of yourself. And it doesn't have to be really private stuff. Like, like I am quite open. You're quite open about our our past and stuff, but I mean, it doesn't have to be that way. It just let them in a little bit. You know, I remember, um, we had, um, a speaker and she was from a big, big corporate and she was at an event and she was saying, what am I going to speak about? The audience is not going to want to hear about, you know, what I'm talking about. And I said, well, let them in a little bit, you know, because I know my audience, they want to feel connected to that speaker. Yeah, yeah. They want to feel like th- they can identify what the speaker's talking about. Yeah. And so... I was so happy. She put up a slide. She actually said, well, first of all, a little bit about me. And she put up a slide of her daughter that she'd adopted from Russia. Wow. And she had them like that. The minute yeah. she shared that little bit, and she was very emotional later on the day she came up to me. She said, actually, she said, five women have come up to me with yeah. the exact same issues I had and that they're thinking of adopting. So, I mean, for her, it was a lovely thing for her as well. So she yeah. got value from it that way because yeah. it made her feel good that she'd shared something that actually helped four other women in the room, you know, so it's yeah. lovely. So in terms of you, so way I asked Brian this yesterday, in an ideal world, right, and, and right now we're going through a difficult time, okay, but, but, but this too shall pass, okay? So assuming this passes and... I'm hoping that we don't get back to all of the same things before. I think we were traveling mm. too much and I, I'm hoping attitudes mm. will change. And I, I'm hoping that everybody getting in the car, driving for four hours a day commuting is, is going to be partially a thing of the past. But putting all that aside, in five years' time, where would, where would you like to be with your business and how you're helping other people? Oh, well, I'd love to be, you know, at the moment I'm only doing Women's Inspire Network, probably 10, 15% of my time. Like I have two businesses, I have Tweeting Goddess, which is where I train people how to use social media and go online, uh, shine online. Um, And then the Women's Inspire Network is is the other business. So I'd love Women's Inspire Network to be a globe, more global. It's already global because it's online, but a more global network uh, with more value and like with thousands of members from all over the world and then start doing, you know, like we do conference once a year in Dublin on 21st of October is our next one. Well, you know, yeah. all things going well, yeah. um, but maybe do one in New York then and do one yeah. in London and, you know, things like that. But I really feel the future is going to be more online, which is great for me because yeah. I already do loads of webinars for my Women's Inspire members. And I knew yeah. this was going to be so powerful. And yeah. it, I just happened to be in the right place at the right time. And it's going to be a great story to tell the grandchildren 
question, you know, yeah, I was struggling. And then COVID came. <laughs> yeah. like, then everyone realized online is actually important. Yeah. Actually, do you know what's going to be great? Do you ever get one of those meetings where you had to drive like to Dublin or somewhere and you get there and it could have been an email? Oh, yeah. that's going to, this is going to totally knock all that away now. Absolutely. There won't be any more of that. It'll be like, Absolutely. let's jump on a Skype call. Let's jump on a Zoom. And yeah. another thing, you know, that I've been, which is really good because I am ahead of others online is a lot of people say, Oh, zoom, let's do a zoom. There's actually lots of other platforms out I know, there I know. that we can use. I and know. it's just that zoom was the most popular one, but yeah. like there are loads of different platforms, loads of different ways that you can yeah. create content and all of that great stuff. Um, yeah. But really it comes down to people being kind and helping each other. And, you know, some people, I, I mean, I had a few trolls at one stage. Oh, she can't really be like that. But yeah, but I am like that because I have to be like that. If I don't live this way where I help somebody every day, yeah. do a good deed, uh, you know, help someone, um, be kind, be kind to myself yeah, as yeah. well. Like everything works well when I'm, when I'm well, you know, yeah. and when I'm well, what I mean by that is looking after myself, feeling good, feeling confident, feeling useful. And yeah. so helping others actually makes me feel good. So, you know, yeah. That's, you know, that's a great point because as we know, you know, three key words in 12-step programs are willingness, open-mindedness, and honesty, but above all else, honesty. And, yeah. and, I, and I love that because for me, the honesty thing is, is as much about being honest to yourself as it is to others. I mean, they're equally important. And I naturally, because of my some troubled past, I was a people pleaser, right? And, and mm. I still veer towards that, right? And I, I pull myself mm. back and... And but being honest with yourself means saying no sometimes and and, yeah. and and saying right right yes to the right things. And as you said, it's helping others and doing the right thing feeds our soul. It actually is actually really, really, really important for our health. If we don't do this, for those people yeah. who are listening to this, right? If we don't, if yeah. we're not as honest as we can, we're actually going to be very sick, you know? And yeah. very yeah. unwell. So it's it's critically important. Yeah. So so just 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 wrapping up, Sam. So if you had sort of any real words of wisdom or advice for people who are currently online, right, in terms of mm. tweaking what they're doing or pivoting or changing, given where we're at right now in the world, are there things that you think you're seeing people do that you think if they just changed a little bit, they could really accelerate? Oh, yeah, yeah. So if they engage with people, if they engage with people, like I've often mentioned brands on Twitter. And I have 52,000 followers and I've mentioned yeah. brands on Twitter and they haven't even acknowledged me yeah. and they haven't even said thank you or they haven't retweeted it, which would be even better because yeah. um, it shows others that someone really likes their product. Um, so there's things like that. So not, not like actually, and I'm sure the owner of the business would really like to know that and they probably don't know. So it's about the CEOs and the the people at the top actually getting involved and being social on social media. It's about them keeping an eye on what's happening and what their own business is putting out there. Um, there's no point in just saying, oh, there's a big drama, you know, we're trending on Twitter because we put out the wrong message or something. That's too late. That's too late. So you why, need to so be there. So why, yeah. do you, why do you think they're not responding to you? It, it, my logical conclusion would be that they're just too busy or they haven't got somebody engaged managing their social media, which seems mad. Both. 
Both, both. They don't believe in it. They don't understand the power of it. And sometimes they have their Facebook link to their Twitter. So whoever's doing the marketing is just linking the Facebook. So it's just going out to Twitter. And that's a total waste of time because people on Twitter don't click Facebook links. Uh, so it's actually laziness on the, the part of the marketeer, yeah. but the boss might not actually know this is happening. Um, and then also it's... Uh, it's just people don't take Twitter seriously. But if it's saying good, if I'm saying good things about your brand, I really, you know, it should be acknowledged. You know what I mean? It's nice to be acknowledged. And um, mm-hmm. if someone sends me something, I always put a picture up. So that's why I have a lot of small business owners who sometimes send me stuff. And mm-hmm. it, actually, I buy a lot of stuff from small business owners on Twitter. And then I put a picture up when it comes. And yeah. that's given them such a huge boost. Like they didn't ask me to. I yeah. paid money for the thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not as if they sent it to me for free. And I love to do that to help others. And it's just doing those little things like surprise and delight your customers. Right now, this moment in time, COVID, yeah, yeah. right? We need to be looking after the customers we already have. Surprise yeah. and delight them. Send them a card. Send them a little video on LinkedIn. Yeah. You know, send them a little video seeing how they are. Uh, yeah. Surprise them. Um, one of our members, her, her husband sadly passed away recently. So we sent her flowers from one of the members, Bumblebee Flower Farm. So we sent yeah. a bouquet from her, uh, from all of us and a card. And it's about making sure that you're top of mind as well. So show you're the expert. Show what it is you're brilliant at now. Because people are going to remember the people who are really shining during this crisis. There are parents there that want inspiration. They want to keep the kids entertained. If you can do anything like that, you have fans right there. If you can help those parents get through the day easier, if you can help people, um, a lot of people are overeating. If you can help people lose a bit of weight, nice recipes if you're a restaurant, even if you're closed, yeah. Put up some little recipes to help them and keep you top of mind. Yeah. You know, I know Michael, Michael's in Dublin. He's putting, he's doing takeaway now. Um, so he's closed, but he's doing takeaway and he, he's flying it, you know, yeah. and this is brilliant. And it's lovely to see people are pivoting online. And I know yoga, yoga teachers who did my six step program yeah. were already ahead of the rest because they put their, their yoga online. Yeah. So now they're actually getting clients from all over the world joining their yeah. yoga classes. So yeah. it's, it's really powerful. It's, 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 it's about getting the right people around you as well. I, I, also, um, think, I, I also think yeah. you, you need to have confidence in, in yourself as well in terms of don't be afraid to collaborate as well. I mean, I'm collaborating yeah. with a few people, Jason yeah. Cooper and, uh, and, and a few people. And, and also uh, don't be afraid to recommend somebody to somebody you're working with. So I've done that with you. You know, I've done work with ISME and ICBE and I've linked you to them. And I know you're doing a Thank program you. with ISME. And I don't have any concern that I'm going to lose work out of doing this because that's not how the universe works. If you operate from mm-hmm. that honest, true intent, the chances are you're going to get more. And uh, yeah. and, and just, to, just to summarize, just to conclude on the, the, the importance of working on this social media stuff for your brand, right? I can tell you for a fact, I can tell the audience for a fact that this is real. So I represent a company in the UK called Brand Finance who put values on brands, right? I represent them here in Ireland. And when you do a valuation on a corporate brand, whether it's a small company or a big multinational, you look at quantitative factors, all the finances and all that boring stuff, but really essential stuff. But most importantly is the qualitative factors that make up a brand value, right? And they're comprised of all the things like how happy are your employees? What is the market perception of your brand? What do stakeholders, suppliers, and buyers think of your brand, right? And all that goes into a calculation. So the more businesses look at 
authentically and genuinely, genuinely mm-hmm. work on their brand, it is going to feed into the value of their of their brand value. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's real stuff. This. Oh look, I mean, Twitter is just anyone who dismisses Twitter, look, just check out. I, I'm doing workshops all the time online. Yeah. I mean, check it out, you know, and I've had to pivot as well. You know, lots of people maybe can't afford my six-step program, the one-to-ones, but I pivoted so that I can help people in a little way yeah. for a little bit of time, you know, to kind of help, you know, but, you know, there are good people out there. It's about surrounding yourself with good people. And that's why yeah. my Women's Inspire Network work is so powerful because we, yeah. like, the bitches won't join because they don't like me. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so no, yeah. it's, it's right. really about, you know, getting the right people around you as well. Absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. So, so, Sam, how, how, if people want to contact you, what's the best way for them to contact you? tweetinggoddess.com or follow me on Twitter at tweetinggoddess um, or the Women's Inspire Network if you want to join the network. It's 20 a month and you get webinars every week, private Facebook group support and mentoring and oh, it's deadly. It's brilliant. <laughs> it is deadly. Thanks very much. and It was great chatting with you. You too. Thanks. Thanks. Take care. Bye. <laughs>